genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one beautiful map at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes. Hello. 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 And today we're talking about Minute 228, which starts with the entire crowd at this coronation bowing to the hobbits, who look very uncomfortable at this entire situation, and ends with... A sweeping shot over a map we have just over Bree as Frodo starts to say 13 month. <laughs> uh, gets cut off mid-word. Yes. Uh, we'll finish that. We'll finish that tomorrow. So. Okay, so. Thir- 13 monkeys at a time. <laughs> 13 monkeys? This minute starts with like this very uh, prominent uh, like swell of the Shire theme. Yes. And I think that is what gets me because I just started tearing uh. up while we were watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, no, every time the Shire theme happens, I get really emotional. Mm. You just want to go back yeah. to that, that perfect, what, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Pastoral? Pastoral place. Idyllic? Yeah. Idyllic, yeah. Pastoral mm. is just the perfect word for the Shire, I yes, think. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The... So yeah, this this minute starts with the swell of the Shire theme. Everyone's bowing. We get this kind of slow zoom in on Frodo as we kind of fade. We we stop seeing the other hobbits as we kind of zoom in on Frodo's face. Pippin looks kind of the most comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's smiling. He's um, just like, oh, this is nice to be <laughs> respected like this. This feels great. He looks pretty. No wonder he becomes a cop. Yeah. He looks. <laughs> <laughs> He looks pretty pleased with himself. Uh, I yeah. love the range of um, the range of emotions here with the four hobbits because, yeah, Pippin looks like I said looks pretty pleased with himself. Um, Sam looks uncomfortable, and that now yes. uh, with what you said yesterday about he's used to being the one that might, you know, not necessarily bow, but he's the one that usually is serving the others. So it makes sense that he would be the most uncomfortable being bowed to. Uh, Mary looks terrified. Yes. He just doesn't, he doesn't look like he knows what's going to happen next. And then Frodo has, has this mix of emotions that his face changes. Um, I think only Elijah Wood is, is capable of kind of conveying this look of uh, sadness which Frodo's always sad kind of ever yeah. since yeah. Uh, ever since Gandalf, you know, in, in Moria, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he also has this look of like, almost like a guilty undeserving. Like he feels like he doesn't deserve this. I think like there's just so much going on with, uh, with Frodo here. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he doesn't feel like he deserves this at all. Mm-hmm. Um not because not out of necessarily a sense of humility, but at, at a, out of a sense of kind of guilt, guilt, self-deprecation. He doesn't really think highly of himself. Yeah. He, uh, 
I think he assumed he would be free of these kind of emotional burdens after <laughs> the destruction of the ring. Like, I think he feels burdened by this much respect being thrown at him. Yes. In a way that he feels uncomfortable with after the weight of the ring. Mm. Um, that's something I read into this for sure. Because we yeah. get this, we get a really long, we, we get a really long bit of, bit of time with this expression on his face. He's very, very unsure, but absolutely not comfortable with what's happening. Mm -hmm. yeah it's very much like disbelief like mm -hmm. why why are you doing this yeah and he, it's uncomfortable in a totally different way from mary and sam who is flanked by yes yeah i think mary is just <laughs> overwhelmed with the attention to begin with yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got stage fright absolutely <laughs> I, I really like I the recognize way, that yeah i really like the way dominic monaghan's playing that yeah yeah I, I still, uh, it <laughs> makes me laugh seeing Pippin first and just, you know, he's like, yeah, this feels right. <laughs> it's just, just very Billy Boyd, it. right? Yeah. Something that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, something that struck me watching, you know, basically I watched, I watched the trilogy kind of leading up to this, but uh, mm -hmm. I actually watched the the theatrical versions for the first time since the extendeds come came out mm -hmm. um only because that's what's available on uh, hbo max like because i was kind of streaming it while i worked basically mm -hmm. um to get them in kind of quickly <laughs> um <laughs> but so uh, getting to this point in in either version really um it struck me that I really wish they had cut to Gandalf observing this and mm. taking it all in with, uh, with some pride of like, cause he, he is known the, the value and the worth of the Shire, you know, he, this whole time he's known what they are capable of. Mm. And what I really want then is to pan down from Gandalf to show that Bilbo is standing next to him. Mm. And like Bilbo isn't here to see this. And I know he's getting older and he's not making as many journeys as, as you know, he's got basically one left in him. Right. Um, but he's still, you know, I think could make the trip here. And I, I really wish that uh, there was a version of this that, that Bilbo could see kind of what happens um, and, and understand that, Frodo did what he couldn't or and even did what he wasn't asked to do. But the last time we see Bilbo at this point, you know, he is he had just lashed out at Frodo and then kind of collapsed in and saying, it's all my fault. I've, I've ruined everything. Uh, and so there's no closure for Bilbo um, because it's not the same that when we see Bilbo next, it's, he's kind of forgotten some of this. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the same as that's not, that's not closure. That's, you know, old age, it's I tragic. guess, but yeah, it is. Um, I really just wish we got some closure for Bilbo that he could see that everything turned out all right, because the last we saw of him, like I said, is him feeling, you know, so much guilt for making Frodo deal with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That would it would have been would have been nice. It also would have been another 
another little bit of Ian Holm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't have gone because like Elrond and, and right, Elrond's here. here. <laughs> like the whole Rivendell. Yeah. They could have brought Bilbo with them. Yeah. It would have been nice to see Gandalf bowing to them as well as a little insert shot. Mm. Mm. I I definitely agree with that. It would have been nice to see Gandalf's reaction to this. Yeah. Um apparently Peter Jackson did film epilogue scenes for the other characters outside of the Hobbits but ultimately okay. decided not to put them in even in the extended version what? because he didn't feel that they added any they added any kind of fun to the back end of the movie mm. that ultimately they don't they don't add anything that you don't learn after becoming interested in this kind of diving into the story mm. okay uh, and they don't add anything fun so he doesn't say what any of those scenes are but he mentions that he shot epilogue scenes for Legolas and Gimli Eowyn and Faramir how is that not fun? Right? It's just yeah. Peter, Jack- Peter Jackson that says that he only adds in scenes that when he watches back where it is, he feels like <laughs> it's fun to have in the movie. Mm-hmm. Not necess- he- His concern isn't necessarily about if it makes the flow of the movie better or worse. It's a, it's a matter of, to him personally, whether or not it feels fun in the cut. I mean, that's res- huh. respect for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. he should be having fun when he's, like, editing it together. Right. But... <laughs> Hmm. Oh, man, if that epilogue well, is not Legolas and Gimli sailing off into the West right? on a ship together, I... Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but like Eowyn and Faramir, hmm. oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, More, please. Bilbo... We were robbed. Also, just now I'm thinking about, <laughs> about this. So like the idea of Bilbo being here, I think would be really cool too, because that's... Uh, Bilbo being here would also be a callback to kind of the end of The Hobbit and Bilbo getting a similar treatment of respect from the elves of Mirkwood, the dwarves of the Lonely Mountain, yeah. and the men of Lake, Lake Town. Mm-hmm. So it would just be Bilbo coming full circle, like the, the story of Hobbits coming full circle and echoing the Hobbit even more than this story already does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that I think would be satisfying. Um, we then transition to this map, which is a part a real parchment map with a camera over it. Really? Oh, okay. That's what they say in the commentary. Huh. Wow. That's, that surprises me. I, I would have thought it was a digital. They say in the commentary it's a real parchment map, which I don't know if I 100% believe. So, right, because, like, how do they, uh, I was just like, how did they do, like, the the raised, um, like, cartography of the, the mountains? It's probably digitally touched up. Okay. It, it has to be. Yeah. But apparently they had a real parchment map that they did filming over. Wow. Uh, it was done by uh, Daniel Reeves, was the, the guy who drew this map. Yeah, the camera is, like, almost, like, aggressively smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's, like, moving over. Right? Like, I, this doesn't feel real to me at all. Like, I don't know yeah. if I if I buy that. But, like, Sean Astin also brings up that this is a parchment map. Hmm. Hmm. I hadn't noticed the topography of the mountains before. Yeah, because they're all, it's like raised. Yeah. Yeah, a little bumpy, yeah. But I mean, I guess hmm. you could get that out of, out of like parchment with a, with like a press of some kind. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if I buy, this has to at the very least be digitally enhanced yeah, in some fashion. Yeah, the texture looks fake. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like leather almost. It doesn't look like parchment to me at all. Yeah. It's like vellum. Is that the word for for something like this? Yeah. No, I think isn't that like a thinner? 
yeah it's usually like a translucent kind of material yeah mm. but yeah it this it blows if this is really a parchment map with a camera over it and just like a little bit of digital enhancement that just blows my mind mm -hmm. i wish that we had gotten um because i like this because it kind of gives us a sense of scale as to the length of this journey because we're traveling backwards from Minas Tirith and we, we kind of trace along where we have gone throughout this trilogy. Um, yeah. I wish that we had gotten this sooner. Um, so just so we, I don't know. So it's easier to keep the uh, geography of Middle-earth. Oh, because um, oh, it gets confusing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I constantly think... I kind of flip-flop Middle-earth in my head, like north to south. Everything that's north is south. I always think that Gondor is to the north and the Shire would then be to the south. So it is mm -hmm. it is a little weird looking at a map and, and following this map that we go from the south to the north. I, I don't know why. I just always think of Gondor as being north. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I think it's because, like, Aragorn... Because like the the Gondorian that we spend the most time with, um, well, he's not from Gondor, but he's going to be the king of Gondor. Is Aragorn, and um, his his whole thing is like he's a ranger from the north. So yeah, I, I, that's, I can kind of yeah, I can kind of see might where be that what comes it is, from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I also yeah. noticed this time that, um, and watching you know from here on and finishing the movie when Frodo is writing in the book. The, the all the A's get the three little dots over them. Mm -hmm. And I was noticing that here in the map and all the little, you know, towns and, and things that are named here in the map get uh, the accent marks over the A, except for, I think, Weathertop. And I yeah, realized that weather doesn't have an A sound. It it's, has more of an E sound. So I finally realized that the accents are for like Minas, Tirith, and... Uh, Edoras and things, you know, it just accents that or points out the A sound, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which I means we should be saying mountains. Yeah, because yeah, that's is, yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, but that one probably yeah, it could be could be removed I think it, there probably. Yeah, I think it follows for all the other ones because it's like Minas Tirith and Rohan and Fangorn. Yeah, yeah. Let you know that the the A syllable is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just because when you started saying that, we had it paused over Brian and Weathertop. It's just like, mm -hmm. there's no, there's not one there. That's the that's the yeah. one place. But that's cool. Yeah, all the all the A's have the accent mark except for Weathertops. I like. Um... Maybe that's because it's not its true name, Eat too. Like that also could be part oh, of it. Oh, maybe. Like it has hmm. a it has an older true name. I can't remember what it is right now off the top of my head. Uh... It's just called Weathertop by the locals there. Is it? It's would uh, it Amon Din. Amon Din. That sounds right. Amon Din. That sounds right. You can look it up, but <laughs> yeah. So I, I wonder if it's. I wonder if that is also part of it being like a more colloquial name. Maybe. Yeah. I also but, uh, find it interesting when they decide not to capitalize the first letter of something. Um, I noticed that in the narration here that starts with uh, what what Frodo is saying. Um, that I don't think I ever caught before that he says it's the beginning of the fourth age. Like that never, yeah, uh, really, really st stood out to me before. Hmm. 
but it makes sense that you know it, this is kind of the like with in Star Wars starting the, the everything like is BBY you know before the Battle of Yavin or like Yavin becomes the uh, uh, I guess the the mark then so it makes sense here to start with a new age mm-hmm. yeah and then I also like this line after that the the Fellowship of the Ring whose bonds were formed in uh, friendship and and love is now ended. Yeah. Hmm. Well, not that it was formed, but like it would like endure. Bound, again. yeah. Yeah. The, I don't know. There's, I always like that line too. It's, it's like a nice acknowledgement of everything that they've been through, but it's kind of somber from Frodo's part in this, in this narration to be like, it's over. The fellowship yeah. has served its purpose. Well, he's wrapping up his book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This map is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. All the maps are really yeah. pretty. We don't see enough maps. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't overuse it, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find it a is good a great... balance. Yeah. It works for traveling scenes in an Indiana Jones movie to see a map, but it right. doesn't... If if when uh, the hunting trio had been running across, you know, Rohan, if they would have cut to a map, I think it would have just been, it would have felt hokey. I think. Mm. Yeah, because like so. the the traveling transition and like you bring up Indiana Jones, like that's meant as a transition, and then like for them mm-hmm. to be, I think showing a map when they're uh, chasing after Mary and Pippin. And the orcs uh, removes removes the urgency from that scene. Mm. It yeah. would feel hokey. It would feel very um, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't actually have a whole lot of other notes about this minute. It's yeah. it's mostly this map shot. We talked about the stuff at the beginning with the with the hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a this is a real light one. I think. Does this does this yeah. map does this map transition count in our ending count? Probably not because no, he's still no. talking. He's no, still talking. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. But of the all the all the transitions at the the very end of this movie, this is my favorite one. Mm. Mm. Uh, this is one of my favorite transitions. Yeah, in the I whole think trilogy. I just think this works really well for what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the way that they leave this map shot changed somewhere along the way. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about like the scene that they had originally had there tomorrow. I I grew up reading like Dragonlance books and those all have mm. maps. And then when I finally ran, uh, read Lord of the Rings and, and Hobbit, you know, I just remember just staring at the maps too, you know, so it's nice to, to bring it back to the, a big part of the book for me was the maps mm-hmm. and trying to follow along the journey. So I, I love that it goes from, from Minas Tirith all the way back to the Shire where Frodo's journey started. That's yeah. honestly my favorite part of like fantasy genre books in general mm-hmm. is just like checking out the maps and like I yeah. I I love the um like what different people choose to highlight on their like about their world yeah. on their maps like I think mm. it's a really maps cool maps tell you a lot. It's a really cool storytelling yeah. technique. Um and I love That's why the, I like the the maps in Hobbit because he yes. has like notes in the margins, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a dragon here, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Thor's map is awesome. That's like one of my favorite fantasy. Yeah, maps. yeah. I kind of wish that we would see it one more time at the end with Frodo coming up here too. Like it'd be cool mm. if Frodo had it hanging on the wall above like his little study where he's making the book. I'm pretty sure Bilbo took it with him. 
Maybe he did, mm. but maybe he didn't, because Gandalf just like finds it collecting dust on a table. Oh, that's true. But yeah, uh, I think that does us for today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're from the website duelinggenre.com, where you can find a whole bunch of other Movies by Minutes podcasts. Uh, Spider-Man Minute, Back to the Future Minute, Cornetto Minute. Those ones are all wrapped up and done. You can find Jay and Silent Bob Minute, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. Also check out their live play podcast they've been doing. It's really yeah. great. Um, but we'll great. be back tomorrow to keep talking about the week. Bye. Bye.